What up, Black man? In this episode, I'm going to talk about why I desire for me and other Black men in our community to become beneficial men, as well as what being a beneficial man means. Let's get into it. What up, Black man? Welcome to the Beneficial Black Man podcast, where we focus on helping Black men to overcome mediocrity, to become beneficial for their communities by discussing faith, creativity, personal development, and mental and emotional health management. I'm your host, Jamal Kalpin. How are you guys doing? I hope you are doing well, that you are you know, taking the time to protect your mental mental and you're finding, uh, making time for an emotional release valve. Okay, first thing I wanna do is say is this is my second time recording this podcast. <laughs> I had just, re- I had like recently recorded this podcast episode and like I-, I mustered my way through it. It was a little frustrating, but I guess the more frustrating part was that pretty much it didn't record. It didn't record. The audio didn't record. The video was there so you can see me talking or whatever, but it 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 was useless. So <laughs> so I was a little frustrated, you know, a little frustrated. But um, before we get into the podcast, what we're talking about today, what it means to be a beneficial man, let's do this mental mental check-in. So we'll start with the high. The recent high that I've been having is I've been reading this book or rereading this book called High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard and I'm listening to it on audiobook. The book is super helpful and it's a book that I read, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago. And it's a personal development book. And the book is focusing on identifying six habits that all high performance individuals use or implement in their lives. So whether it's uh, entrepreneurs, whether it's athletes, whether it's doctors, it doesn't matter. But these individuals, high performers, people who are at the top of their game, at the best of the game, and not only for like a period of time, but I mean, not only for like one moment of time, but for extended period, like for their career, there are six habits that all high performers have and use. And the first one is clarity. The high for me is listening to that and doing the exercises to get clarity in my own life. Because honestly, I haven't felt clear about a lot of the things that I'm doing with my life. And it's been frustrating for the past Uh, I'm going to say like seven or eight years, maybe even 10 years. I feel like I've just been going on like this hamster wheel or even like stuck in a uh, stuck in a roundabout. (laughs) Like I'm going somewhere and I feel like I'm getting ready to exit, but then I don't exit because I have second guessing or or because I second guess or because I doubt or because I have fears so that I keep driving. I keep driving and like I circle back to the same things repeatedly over and over and over again. And it gets super frustrating. At times it gets depressing. Um, I get anxious. I start to feel really bad about myself. And I think a big part of that is because I lack clarity in what I'm doing day to day, what I'm passionate about, what my purpose is, what I'm trying to accomplish, you know. But reading this book and doing the exercises and actually taking the time to work through that is helping me to get that clarity. And the important part for me is writing that down or recording it so that I can can come back and reference it and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we think. This is what we believe. This is what we're accomplishing. You know, that that's been the high. The low is I haven't been getting a lot of sleep and it sucks. <laughs> like this happens to me from time to time, whether I'm really busy at work or something else is going on, or I'm really caught up in my head. It interferes with me getting adequate sleep. And the thing is, I don't think we realize how important sleep is until we don't have it, until it starts to break down in our body you know, or, or we, our body starts to break down because we have a lack of sleep. So either our brains and our thoughts are starting to get sluggish or physically we just feel drained. It it, it sucks. <laughs> like it, it really sucks. And there there is this acronym that I learned from like a Bible study or a devotional or something a while ago. And it was the, the whole acronym is supposed to be help you identify the things 
that kind of put, put you in a position to fall or give up or to not feel your best. And so the, the acronym is HALT, H-A-L-T. H is for hungry, A is for angry, L is for lonely, and T is for tired. So if you're feeling hungry, you might be in a position that you know, you're not gonna make the best decisions and you could you know, potentially slip into sin or something like that. Angry, you gotta be careful because when you're angry or really, really frustrated, it's really, really easy to make quick decisions that you can't take back. You know, you might be short or terse with somebody you love or a coworker or something like that. Just say something because you're angry, because you're frustrated and you can't take it back. You know, you may be able to apologize, but you need to be careful. You need to halt because you're angry. You know, it's messing with you and messes you up. L, lonely. Sometimes when you're desperate for attention or de- desperate for affection, you know, you can make some bad decisions. Like I know sometimes for me, if I'm feeling like that, I lean into like overeating or if I'm being honest, you know, that's when pornography and masturbation and stuff becomes a challenge and it comes up. Yeah, that, that's frustrating, but I have to be aware of that. So hungry, angry, lonely, and then tired. Tired, I think, at least for me, is like the worst of all of them because like it requires energy to show up and to be present and to do the work necessary to be beneficial, to be good, whether it's like I want to do my best at my job or if I want to be the most present with my wife or however I'm serving, whatever. When you don't have any energy, when you're tired, that sucks, man. Like you have like nothing to pull from. You have nothing to build off of. You have nothing to give. And you can be, you can make really bad decisions when you're tired. And so I've been feeling like that. And it doesn't help. Like say you're you're tired and you're sleepy and then you're stressed on top of that, or you're feeling depressed or anxious on top of that. None, none of that helps, you know? It, it sucks, it's frustrating. So I've been f- feeling like that, feeling very sleepy and very tired. And I've been trying to work on how to rest and how to replenish myself, um, because that's a big thing. Like sometimes sometimes it's not just about getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes like you actually need to do things that replenish you, that re-energize you, that get you excited about life again. I'm still working on identifying those things for myself so that I can be my best self. Sometimes it's like writing or working on art or projects or like right now, like creating a podcast, creating something that helps. Other times it's watching a movie or watching YouTube videos. Sometimes it can be hanging out with friends or a phone call with a brother. Like those things can energize me sometimes and other times not so much. But it's important to know what those things are, identify them and use them so that you can be your best self. Because if you don't, you're going to show up half-ass, you know, (laughs) you don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, you know, and I know I've done that a few times. So like, I have to really work on not being, I have to address this, like I have to get rest and I have to get replenished so that I can show up and be my best self. Um, Next. So, you know, I encourage an, an emotional release valve. And one of the main ways that I think we can have an emotional release valve is by creating. And I also think all men are designed and created to create. So what have I been creating recently? Um, like I mentioned in a couple of previous episodes, I've been writing a book and I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. The title of the book is Making Bad Days Good and Good Days Better, 10 Tools for Helping You Through the Highs and Lows of Life. I'm really in the editing stage now, which is cool. I just need to wrap that up, edit it, and then release it and maybe find some people who are interested in reading it. So if, you're, if you want to get like an early draft of it, 
shoot me a message, leave a message on YouTube or shoot me a voice memo on Anchor and with your email or Instagram or whatever, social media, so I can get in contact with you and I can send you over a draft. And so you can read it let me know what you think. But yeah, I've been writing that book. And the other thing is I've been finding and making time to dance. Um, I like dancing. <laughs> I like to dance, um, particularly to like house music. And uh, it's really fun for me. And what I mean by dancing is like not necessarily choreographer dancing or like TikTok dances or whatever, any of that stuff. I just, I just like moving to music. We haven't been out dancing like to a club or a lounge or anything like that. But when on my commute home, sometimes I have to wait for my wife uh, to pick me up from the train station. During those little windows, I just put on music and I dance while I'm waiting. And it's fun. Or I'll we'll, we'll dance in the car together. It's fun. It helps to get the energy out. It helps move me and it helps like relieve some stress. So yeah, I think dancing in itself is a creative thing to do. I've been grateful that I've been able to dance, that I've been able to write, and I've been able to create some. So yeah, that's the mental, mental check-in. I'm doing all right overall. Just gotta, you know, pay attention to the halt. Like I mentioned, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and make sure I get some rest and restoration in my life. All right, let's jump into the topic of today, which is what does it mean to be a beneficial man? What does it even mean to be beneficial? So I have, uh, let me pull up these definitions real quick. So I wanted to define two words, actually. I want to define beneficial and good. And the reason I want to define both of these words is, I think for a lot of men in our community and in our and in our society, a lot of men strive to just be considered a good man or a nice guy. The reason I think it's important to define the difference between good and beneficial is because I think that that word good has lost like a lot of its meaning. Um, so let, hold on, let me define beneficial and good first. So beneficial is defined as conferring benefit, advantageous, advantageous, helpful. And another from the British dictionary is defined as causing a good result, advantageous. Or even here, this is a definition of how it's used in like law, entitling a person to receive the profits or proceeds of property, a beneficial interest in land. So that you, you know, there you go, this is beneficial, advantageous, good result, um, helpful. And this is how we define good based off of dictionary.com. <laughs> Morally excellent, virtuous, righteous, pious, satisfactory in quality, quantity, or degree of high quality, excellent. The British Dictionary, having admirable, admirable, be struggling with words, having admirable, <laughs> pleasing, superior, or positive qualities, not negative, bad, or mediocre, a good idea, a good teacher, morally excellent or admirable, virtuous, righteous, suitable or efficient for purpose. I want to point out that I believe there's a difference between good and beneficial. There are a lot of men who say that they are good when in reality they are not. Good has been watered down. Good is often used in comparison to drastic stereotypes. For example, somebody can be like, you know, if they're approaching a woman or whatever in a relationship, it's like, yeah, well, you know, I don't cheat. Okay, well, that's good. That's like the bare minimum. That's what's expected of you, <laughs> for you to not cheat. Um, so, you know, some guys are like, you know, well, they'll, they'll try to um, validate their goodness by saying, well, I don't do this or I don't do that. But at least to me, the reality is that being vanilla or gray doesn't make you good. So this idea of good is like, well, I don't do anything bad. Doesn't necessarily make you then good. It's just like, oh, you're just doing average. Like you're doing the bare minimum. Sometimes being in the middle 
or on the fence is worse than being bad altogether. Ultimately, what I mean by that is like, I think in our community, we have settled for just good instead of doing more to actually be beneficial and helpful to other people. So there, I have this analogy. So hear me out. Leaving your car in neutral doesn't help you get to a destination. It actually puts you in a more precarious situation because now you are subject to external environments to lead or guide you. So consider, say you're, you're a car and you just leave the car in uh, shifted in neutral. It's not really doing anything. If you desire to be beneficial, you have to put your car into drive and actually go somewhere. Being a beneficial man is choosing to be intentional about helping or benefiting others, as well as being your best self. Yeah, I mean, the idea is like, if you're being beneficial, you're actually making an effort to help somebody, to help anybody, to influence your community. You're making an effort to better yourself. You know, you're being intentional and trying to be advantageous for yourself, for, for others, and making sure that you're not just good, making sure that you're not just mediocre, that you're not just existing, and you're not necessarily causing problems. Like, yeah, you can not be cheating on somebody or stealing or causing physical harm to somebody, but are you actually pushing the needle or making moves for things to actually get better? Because again, it's not really beneficial. It's not good to just be like, oh, okay, I'm all right. Again, being neutral. Because the, re the reality is, is that there are external forces that are pushing either against you or against your family, against the community, in the way that they shouldn't go. And I'm gonna explain that a little bit more. I do wanna express that beneficial doesn't mean perfect. Beneficial does not mean perfect. Becoming a beneficial man is an ideal to actively work towards. It's the desire to be your best self for those around you, for something bigger than you, in your own joy, for glory, for good, and for joy. So maybe you've seen that or heard that in some of the stuff that I've either posted on Instagram or mentioning it in the content that I share on my channel and the podcast, this idea for glory and for good. Well, that's that's something that uh, I honestly, personally try to live by, and I, I wanna encourage other men to do that too. And so the idea is that with everything that you do, you're doing it for something that's bigger than you and for the benefit or the good of other people around you. And so, yeah, I know it can be a little confusing the idea of going back, I'm going back and forth between beneficial and good, but I'm, using when i use good i'm using it in like it's i don't want to say archaic but like in this deeper meaning of benefiting benefiting somebody and somebody else striving to become a beneficial man doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be perfect you know it's, it's again this intention of trying to get to this ideal that i'm actually benefiting other people that i'm doing something that's bigger than me that i'm actually serving that i'm actually putting myself in the position that i'm the, my best self for other people uh the next thing is why is being beneficial important so I talk about what it looks like and what it means to be beneficial, but why, in this whole grand scheme of thing, why is it even beneficial? Why is it important at all? Why should men, why should black men even focus on or even desire to become beneficial? Because I mean, if you're good or if you're a nice guy, maybe that's it. Maybe that's all you need to do. Like I'm not out cheating on a whole of girls. I'm not stealing. I'm not causing harm in my community. Why should I strive to be something more? Why should I <laughs> desire to become beneficial? Well. There's a verse um, in the book of Proverbs that I think really captures that. And actually for me, it helps remind me of why it's important to work and desire to become beneficial. It's Proverbs chapter 28, verse 28. It reads, when the wicked rise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. The way I understand that scripture is that if you have a community or a society that um, is full of men and women, children, all this stuff or whatever, right? If you have wicked men, if you have wicked people who rise up, 
in that community. What happens from time to time is those who need to fight against the wicked, who need to uphold the standard in a community, they disappear. And honestly, I feel like that's happened within the black community in so many different ways. We have, you know, whether it's leaders from like civil rights era or trying to do stuff in the community or whatever, there's a lot of pushback to stop them from actually making changes or trying to help our community get to a better place. It's a lot easier for wickedness to thrive and to grow. And that's what's been happening <laughs> in our community. At least that's what I'm seeing. I mean, maybe, maybe you feel otherwise, but the standard of our community has gone down. I believe it's been going down for a long time, not even like farther than the past 100 years. Like it's just been going down. The world and particularly our community is in need of beneficial men, especially beneficial black men. Our community is falling and has fallen into the hands of wicked, foolish, and immature men. Men that kill each other, harm women, and neglect children. Who make decisions that break down our community, leave it unprotected, and keep it from growing into something better. There is a need. There is a need for men to do the work, to serve and be helpful, and to be advantageous for themselves, for their brothers, for their community, for their wife, for their children. There's a need. Something that really sparked or got me energized about wanting to be a beneficial man myself and to go on this journey to like, how can I, how can I be better? I need to do more. I need to grow and become a better influence for those around me is being exposed to a lot of that stuff that we see on the internet <laughs> from like the manosphere. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a year or two ago is when I first started hearing out, hearing about like Kevin Samuels, Fresh and Fit and all that stuff, all that manosphere red pill junk in my mind is junk. It really is. Um, and just seeing that toxic behavior online and seeing more of it, like it wasn't, enough that it was just those individuals or those YouTube channels, those podcasts or whatever, but now seeing it more and more uh, and the impact that it's having in our community. And alongside with that, like seeing, I like to describe it as like the okie doke that we get from the influence of the society and this culture that is degrading and destroying our community. So I'm thinking about stuff like, even though I, I like hip hop, but like hip hop and rap culture and its influence on us or I mean, I don't like this, but like the influence of media or like pornography and things like that, that has really been breaking us down and messing us up and messing with our mental mental, which is why it's really important and crucial for me. And I, I think crucial for the black men in our community to get our minds right. Um, I did a video a while ago about, uh, it was originally titled Mental Health, The Blight of the Black Man. I think I might've changed it or somewhere, but I'll, I'll put a link in the video or I'll put a link in the description or somewhere in the video where you can go and check it out. But the, the whole idea or thought that I have is that us as black men, our minds have been so messed up that it's, it's really impacting everything that we do. And so what I mean by mental health, it's not just fighting depression or fighting anxiety or bipolar or any of the other stuff, but it's also like the actual condition and well-being of our minds and our thoughts. And so I've mentioned before, like, your thoughts impact what you believe, which impact how you behave in your actions. So if you have really bad thoughts, if your mental state is bad, like unhealthy, then it's gonna impact what you believe and how you act. And I think that's been happening in our community for a long time. We are, we are being given bad thoughts, toxic things that impact our beliefs and our behaviors that lead us to where we are now. And so it's imperative that more black men do the work to become beneficial to help their community. It's imperative that more black men do the work to become beneficial for themselves so that they're happier, that they're healthier, that they have more joy in their lives so that they can show up the way that I believe Father Yah, God has called them to be.
because I believe all men, particularly all black men, are called to be servants for their community, to be a blessing and to live for glory and for good. So it's 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 important, you know, like I felt really energized about becoming better myself, becoming a beneficial man myself, but also desiring to help more of my brothers break out of the matrix because that's really what it is, you know, and at, at the heart of it, at the core of it, I think it's spiritual warfare and uh, it's really doing a number on us. It really is. I, I think at the heart of it, it's Satan. You know, I know some people may not believe, you know, very spiritual or Christianity or whatever, but like, I believe that. Like there's a plot and a plan and a scheme that comes from hell itself <laughs> to to throw us completely off of where we're supposed to be, which is being beneficial men, which is living for glory and for good, which is being servants and creatives um, and creative, not in a sense of just artists, you know, but creatives as in like making things that help other people. I think at the core, I honestly believe that at the core, like that's where we're supposed to be. But because our minds are messed up, we cannot thrive in that. We cannot be who we're supposed to be. And so it really, again, it gets me energized to know that there's this fight. There's this fight for us to get in alignment and be who we're supposed to be because our community needs it. We need it from each other. And if we aren't walking like that, if we aren't being in alignment with that, we are living a mediocre, gray, basic life. We are settling for good when we're supposed to be excellent. We're settling for good when we're supposed to be beneficial. We're settling for gray mediocrity when there's so much vibrancy in life that we're called to and that we have the opportunity to experience. But because we are believing bad thoughts, it's leading us to having bad behavior and settling for something that is far beneath our, our, our call and our design. A big part of being a beneficial man, in my opinion, is again, you being your best self for glory and for good. And I think a scripture or a concept that really sums that up is letting your light shine. So in the book of Matthew, is verse Matthew chapter five, verse 16, it reads, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Honestly, I believe that's what we're called to do. We're called to do good works or beneficial works. And when we do that, we're letting our light shine. When we are again, being our best selves, we're letting our light shine. And the thing is the world is a very dark place. We know that if we're, if we're gonna really, really just be honest with ourselves, we can see that the world is getting darker and darker and it's happening again in our community and happening in our society and impacting like our children younger and younger and younger. And they're being exposed to and almost handed over to darkness sooner, earlier, and more often. And it's important for us as men, because we are the leaders in our community, regardless of what people wanna say, we were designed and created to be the leaders and protectors and providers in, in, in the coverings of our community. And so we have to stand up. We have to do the work to be beneficial because if we don't do it, wickedness will rise. Like I mentioned before, it's the Proverbs 28, 28, when the wicked rise, men hide themselves. And that's what we're seeing. You know, more and more wicked men are speaking out and saying dumb stuff <laughs> all the time and, and more reckless and crazy and disgusting behavior is happening more and more in our community and in our society. And I believe honestly, that's because men are hiding. Men are hiding themselves because they are being taught, whether directly or indirectly, they're being taught cowardice, being taught the safety or the comfort of being good and mediocrity instead of actually striving to be more and to be beneficial and to be servants for their community and to be their best selves. Being your best self shines light for others to see. It inspires others. 
encourages others, challenges others, edifies others. And we need more beneficial men because we need more light in our community. We just do. We need more light in our community. And whether that's you taking the time to make sure you have an emotional release valve so that you can be more present, so that you can deal with anger or things that you're dealing with, whether that's you taking time to get counseling so you can become a better communicator and a better, like growing your emotional intelligence, whether that's you doing the work to love and serve those around you better, whether that's you doing and, and, and finding uh, work in pursuing things that are bigger than you, you know, for glory. Like we, we need to do those things so that we can be beneficial men for our community, so that we can be advantageous, so that we can be helpful to those around us. And it really, I honestly believe it starts with our minds. It starts with what we're believing and our, our emotional and mental like well-being. It starts there. But I'm just going to wrap this up. (laughs) I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and leave a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, please leave me in a a five-star review. It would be nice. A (laughs) five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And um, again, I appreciate it. I appreciate those who listen, who support my channel. I'm at like 51 subscribers on YouTube. It would be great to get to 100 by the end of the year. We're, we're with the start of December. I want to get to 100. I want to get to 100 subscribers by the end of the month, by the end of the year. That would be great. 100 subscribers. I'm halfway there. Please help me out. <laughs> Let me get 100 subscribers. And um, starting in 2023, we're going to do more so that we can continue to serve and help uh, our community. Because again, I want to help other men live their best lives and, and to strive to be beneficial. Because again, there's a need for it. There's a need. And not only a need to go and serve, but... If you are being your best and most beneficial self, you will get joy. You will get joy because you're walking your purpose. You're walking your purpose and you're walking your call and you're being all of who God has created you to be. And when we are in alignment, that's when we get the fulfillment. That's what, that's what all, I don't know, I would think any mature man wants is actually fulfillment. To say like, I did something. You know, I created something. I produced something. I helped something. I, I did something. Like most men want to do something, you know? And make an impact and not just like exist and just be around or just constantly self-indulge. No, most actual men want to have an impact and leave it leave a mark on those in their community or those around them. And a, and a good mark. Like I, I did a video about that and I'll put it again a link somewhere about that. A video about what mark are you leaving? Because that matters. Are you just are you just a, a male who just wants to be around and exist and not actually have impact on people's lives? Or do you want to be a man? <laughs> do you want to be a man and actually serve people and have an impact and like leave a legacy? And the legacy doesn't have to be children. Like I understand that, you know, jokingly, Nick Cannon has like all these kids. Just because he has children doesn't necessarily mean he's leaving a good legacy. You can have no kids and leave an amazing legacy that impacts people from gener- for, for generations. What's the mark that you want to leave? And if you want to leave a good mark, it starts with becoming a beneficial man, you know, and even before that, it starts with getting your mind right. So I'm going to leave you with this. Black man, you are called for more than mediocre living. You're here for a purpose, to live for glory and for the good of others. Let's do the work and keep choosing to become beneficial for our community. I believe in you. I do. I believe in you. Until next time, go make something of yourself, for yourself, and for glory and for good. Peace.